Hello. Welcome to the Bore You to Sleep podcast. The podcast that will hopefully help you get to sleep. I am going to read an open source book, one that is not particularly interesting, but one that is hopefully boring enough to get you to sleep. Mrs. Peter Rabbit by Thornton W. Burgess Published in 1919, follow the journey of Peter Rabbit as we navigate between friend and foe in the forest. My name is Teddy, and I aim to help people everywhere get a good night's rest. I bring this podcast to you to help you get a good night's rest. It is designed to play in the background as you slowly fall asleep. If you enjoy falling asleep to the podcast and would be so kind, please take a quick moment to leave a review and rating in iTunes or your podcast player of choice. It really does help me reach more people who need a good night's rest. You're always welcome to say hello or support the podcast at boyyoutosleep.com. In the meantime, lie back, relax, and enjoy the readings. Peter Rabbit had lost his appetite. Now when Peter Rabbit loses his appetite, something is very wrong indeed with him. Peter has boasted that he can eat all the time and any time. In fact, the two things that Peter thinks most about are his stomach and satisfying his curiosity and nearly all of the scrapes that Peter has gotten into have been because of those two things. So when Peter loses his appetite or his curiosity, there is surely something the matter with him. Ever since Old Man Coyote had come to live on the green meadows, Peter had been afraid to go very far from the dear old briar patch where he makes his home, and where he always feels safe. Now there wasn't any reason why he should go far from the dear old briar patch. There was plenty to eat in it and all around it, for sweet clover grew almost up to the very edge of it, and you know Peter is very fond of sweet clover. So there was plenty for Peter to eat without running any risk of danger. With nothing to do but eat and sleep, Peter should have grown fat and contented, but he did not. Now that is just the way with a lot of people. The more they have and the less they have to worry about, the more discontented they become and at last they are positively unhappy. There was little Danny Meadow Mouse living out on the green meadows. He was happy all the live long day, and yet he had no safe castle like the dear old briar patch where he could always be safe. Every minute of every day, Danny had to keep his eyes wide open and his wits working their very quickest. For any minute, he was likely to be in danger. 
Old Man Coyote or Reddy Fox or Granny Fox or Digger the Badger or Mr. Black Snake was likely to come creeping through the grass at any time and they are always hungry for a fat meadow mouse. And if that weren't worry enough, Danny had to watch the sky too, for old Whitetail the Marsh Hawk, or his cousin Redtail, or Blackie the Crow, each of whom would be glad of a meadow mouse dinner. Yet in spite of all this, Danny was happy and never once lost his appetite. But Peter Rabbit, with nothing to worry him so long as he stayed in the old briar patch, couldn't eat and grew more and more unhappy. I don't know what's the matter with me. I really don't know what's the matter with me, said Peter. He turned his nose up at a patch of sweet, tender young clover. I think I'll go out and cut some new paths through the old briar patch. Now, though, he didn't know it. That was the very best thing he could do. It gave him something to think about. For two or three days, he was very busy cutting new paths, and his appetite came back. But when he had made all the paths he wanted, and there was nothing else to do, he lost his appetite again. He just sat still all day long, and moped and thought and thought. The trouble with Peter Rabbit's thinking was that it was all about himself and how unhappy he was. Of course, the more he thought about this, the more unhappy he grew. If I only had someone to talk to, I'd feel better. He said that to himself. That reminded him of Johnny Chuck, what good times they used to have together, when Johnny lived on the green meadows. Then he thought of how happy Johnny seemed with his little family in his new home in the old orchard. In spite of all the worries his family made him, and right then Peter found out what was the matter with him. I believe I'm just lonesome, said Peter. Yes, sir, that's what's the matter with me. It isn't good to be alone, I've often heard my mother say. It makes one selfish, grouchy, cross, and quite unhappy all day. One needs to think of other folks and not of just oneself alone, to find the truest happiness and joy and real content to own. Now that I've found out what is the trouble with me, the question is, what am I going to do about it? It's a long jump that makes no landing, Peter Rabbit. The trouble with me is that I'm lonesome, repeated Peter Rabbit as he sat in the old briar patch. Yes, sir, that's the only thing that's wrong with me. I'm just tired of myself, and that's why I've lost my appetite. And now I know what's the matter.
what am I going to do about it? If I were sure, absolutely sure, that old man Coyote meant what he said about us being friends, I'd start out this very minute to call on all my old friends. My, my, it seems an age since I visited the Smiling Pool and saw Grandfather Frog and Jerry Muskrat and Billy Mink and Little Joe Otter. Mr. Coyote sounded as if he really meant to leave me alone. But, well, perhaps... He did mean it when he saw me sitting here safe among the brambles. But if I should meet him out in the open, he might change his mind. And oh dear, his teeth can be quite sharp. Peter sat a little longer, thinking and thinking. Then a bright idea popped into his head. He kicked up his heels. I'll do it, said he. I'll make a journey, that's what I'll do. I'll make a journey and see the great world. Of course, if Peter had really stopped to think the matter over thoroughly, he would have known that running away from one kind of trouble is almost sure to lead to other troubles. But Peter is one of those who does thinking afterward, Peter is what is called impulsive. That is, he does things and then thinks about them later, and often wishes he hadn't done them at all. So now the minute the idea of making a journey popped into his head, he made up his mind that he would do it, and that was all there was to it. You see, Peter never looks ahead, If he could rid of the trouble that bothered him now, which you know was nothing but lonesomeness, he wouldn't worry about the troubles he might get into later. Now the minute Peter made up his mind to make a journey, he began to feel better. His lost appetite returned, and the first thing he did was to eat a good meal of sweet clover Let me see, said he, as he filled his big stomach. I believe I'll visit the old pasture. It's a long way off, and I've never been there, but I've heard Sammy Jay say that it's a very wonderful place, and I don't believe it is any more dangerous than the green meadows and the green forest. Now that Old Man Coyote and Reddy and Granny Fox are all living there, I'll start tonight when I am sure that the Old Man Coyote is nowhere around and I won't tell a soul where I am going. So Peter settled himself and tried to sleep the long day away, but his mind was so full of the long journey He was going to make that he couldn't sleep much, and when he did have a nap, he dreamed of wonderful sights and adventures out in the great world. At last he saw Jolly, round red Mr. Sun, drop down to his bed behind the purple hills. Old Mother West Wind came hurrying back from her day's work, 
and gathered her children, the merry little brazes, into her big bag, and then she too started for her home behind the purple hills. A little star came out and winked at Peter, and then way over on the edge of the green forest, he heard old man Coyote laugh. Peter grinned. That was what he had been waiting for, since it meant that old man Coyote was so far away that there was nothing to fear from him. Peter hopped out from the dear, safe old briar patch, looked this way and that way, and then, with his heart in his mouth, started towards the old pasture as fast as he could go. Hooty the Owl sat on the tip-top of a tall dead tree in the green forest, while the black shadows crept swiftly among the trees. He was talking to himself. It wouldn't have done for him to have spoken aloud what he was saying to himself, for then the little people in feathers and fur, on whom he likes to make his dinner, would have heard him and known just where he was. So he said it to himself, and sat so still that he looked for all the world like a part on the tree which he was sitting. What he was saying was something else. When it was dark enough, he gave his fierce hunting call. Now that is a terrible sound in the dark woods, very terrible indeed to the little forest people, because it sounds so fierce and hungry. It makes them jump and shiver, and that is just what Hooty wants them to do, for in doing it to one of them is likely to make at least scratching with his claws, or to rustle a leaf. If he does, Hooty, whose ears are very, very wonderful, is almost sure to hear, and with his great yellow eyes see him, and then Hooty will have his dinner. The very night when Peter Rabbit started on his journey to the old pasture, Hooty and the owl had made up his mind that something has got to be done to get more food for those hungry babies of his up in the hemlock tree in the darkest corner of the green forest. Hunting was very poor, very poor indeed, and Hooty was at his wit's end to know what he should do. He had hooted and hooted in vain in the green forest, and he had sailed back and forth over the green meadows like a great black shadow without seeing so much as a single mouse. It's all because of old man Coyote and Granny and Reddy Fox, said Hooty angrily. They've spoiled the hunting. Yes, sir, that's just what they have done. If I expected to feed those hungry babies of mine, I must find new hunting grounds. I believe I'll go up to the old pasture. Perhaps I'll have better luck up there. So Hooty the Owl spread his broad wings 
and started for the old pasture, just a little while after Peter Rabbit had started for the same place. Of course, he didn't know that Peter was on his way there, and of course Peter didn't know that Hooty even thought of the old pasture. If he had, perhaps he would have thought twice before starting. Anyway, he would have kept a sharper watch on the sky. But as it was, his thoughts were all of Old Man Coyote and Granny Fox, and that is where Peter made a very grave mistake, and he was soon to find out. Forgetting leads to more trouble than almost anything under the sun. Peter Rabbit knew this. Of course he knew it. Peter had made many a narrow escape just from forgetting something. He knew just as well as you know that he might just as well not learn a thing as to learn it and then forget it. But Peter is such a happy-go-lucky little fellow, and he is very apt to forget, and forgetting leads him into all kinds of difficulties, as it does with most folks. Now Peter had learned, when he was a very little fellow, that when he went out at night, he must watch out quite as sharply for the hooty owl as for either Granny or Reddy Fox, and usually he did. But the night he started to make a journey to the old pasture, his mind was so full of Old Man Coyote and Granny and Reddy Fox that he wholly forgot Hooty the Owl. So as he scampered across the green meadows, lippity-lip as fast as he could go, with his long ears and his big eyes and his wobbly nose all watching out for danger on the ground. Not once did he think that there might be danger from the sky above. It was a moonlit night and Peter was sharp enough to keep in the shadows whenever he could. He would scamper as fast as he knew from one shadow to another and then sit down in the blackest part of each shadow to get his breath, and to look and listen, and so make sure that no one was following him. The nearer he got to the old pasture, the safer he felt from Old Man Coyote and Granny and Reddy Fox. When he scampered across the patches of moonshine, His heart didn't come up in his mouth the way he thought it had at first. He grew bolder and bolder. Once or twice, he stopped for a mouthful of sweet clover. He was tired, for he had come a long way, but he was almost to the old pasture now, and it looked very dark and safe for it was covered with bushes and brambles. Plenty of hiding places there, thought Peter. It really looks as safe as the dear old briar patch, but no one will ever think to look for me way off here. Just then he spied a patch of sweet clover out in the moonlight, 
His mouth began to water. I'll just fill my stomach before I go into the old pasture. There may not be any clover in there, said Peter. You had better be careful, Peter Rabbit, said a wee warning voice inside of him. Pooh, said Peter, there's nothing to be afraid of way up here. A shadow drifted across the sweet clover patch. Peter saw it. That must be made by a cloud crossing the moon, said Peter. And he was so sure of it that he didn't even look up to see, but boldly hopped out to fill his stomach. Just as he reached the patch of clover, the shadow drifted over it again. Then in a flash, a terrible thought entered Peter's head. He didn't stop to look up. He suddenly sprang sideways, and even as he did so, sharp claws tore his coat and hurt him dreadfully. He twisted and dodged and jumped and turned his way and that way, and all the time the shadow followed him. Once again, sharp claws tore his coat and made him squeal. At last, when his breath was almost gone, He reached the edge of the old pasture and dived under a friendly old bramble bush. Oh, said Peter, I forgot all about Hooty the Owl. Besides, I didn't suppose he ever came up here. Peter Rabbit sat under a friendly bramble bush on the edge of the old pasture and panted for breath while his heart went pit a pat as if it would thump his way right through his coat. Peter had had a terrible fright. There were long tears in his coat, and he smarted and ached dreadfully where the cruel claws of Hooty the Owl had torn him. And there he was in a strange place, not knowing which way to turn, for you know he never had visited the old pasture before. But Peter had so many narrow escapes in his life that he had learned not to worry over dangers that are past. Peter is what wise men call a philosopher. That is a big word, but its meaning is very simple. A philosopher is one who believes that it is foolish to think about things that have happened, except to learn some lesson from them and that the best thing to do is to make the most of the present. Peter had learned his lesson. He was sure of that. I will never forget again to watch out for Hooty the Owl, he said to himself, as he nursed his wounds, and so perhaps it is a good thing that he so nearly caught me this time. If he hadn't, I might have forgotten all about him some time when he could catch me. I certainly wouldn't have watched out for him way up here, for I didn't think he ever came up to the old pasture. But now I know he does. Mr. Hooty will have to be smarter than he's ever been before to catch me napping again. My, how do I smart and ache? 
I know now just how Danny Meadow Mouse felt that time Hootie caught him and dropped him into the old briar patch. Ouch. Here I am in the old pasture, and the question is, what shall I do next? Peter felt a queer little thrill as he peeped out from under the friendly bramble bush. Very strange and wonderful, it seemed. Of course, he couldn't see very far, because the old pasture was all overgrown with bushes and briars, and they made the very blackest of black shadows in the moonlight. Peter wondered what dangers might be awaiting him in there, but somehow he didn't feel much afraid. No, sir, he didn't feel much afraid. You see, those briars looked good to him, for briars are always friendly to Peter and unfriendly to those who would do harm to Peter. So when he saw them, he felt almost at home. Peter drew a long breath, and then he cried, Ouch! You see, he had forgotten for a minute how sore he was. He was eager to explore this new wonderland, for Sammy Jay had told him wonderful tales about it and he knew their old Granny Fox and Reddy Fox had found safety when Farmer Brown's boy had hunted for them so hard on the green meadows and in the green forest. He felt sure that there must be some most splendid hiding places, and it seemed as if he certainly must start right out to see them, for you know Peter is very, very curious. But the first move he made brought another ouch from him, and he made a wry face. I guess the best thing for me to do is stay right where I am, said he, for here I am safe under the friendly old bramble. So with a sigh, Peter settled down to make himself as comfortable as he could and once as far away from the green meadows, he heard the voice of the old man Coyote. Peter even smiled. I haven't anything to fear from him anyway, for he'll never think of coming way up here, said he. And that concludes tonight's readings. I hope you're feeling a little drowsy and sleepy. If you're still looking to listen to another episode you're more than welcome to. I look forward to bringing you more episodes, and until next time, good night.